Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to Ultimate Spin. Ultimate Spin. Greetings, true believers. This is Ultimate Spin. My name is Brian, and welcome to the Spider-Man podcast that looks at a different corner of the web and follows the ongoing adventures of Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen. Coming up in this episode, we discover all kinds of surprises waiting for Miles in the brutally honest and honestly brutal Spider-Man number 18. My name's Kyle, and if this is your first time checking out our show, then we invite you to check out ultimatespinpodcast.com, where you can stream and download our earlier episodes about every Miles and Gwen issue to date, as long as some in-depth conversations with the creators and artists for you to check out and enjoy. My name is Jack, and most importantly, if you're listening to this, then we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at a feedback at ultimatespinpodcast.com and tell us what you think of the stories, the art, the characters, Brian being incredibly old, Kyle being incredibly annoying, and me being incredibly patronising to my co-hosts. Whatever's on your mind. This podcast is by fans and for fans, who we'd love to feature your comments on the show. I'm not annoying, Jack. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> I am that patronizing. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, right. I'm the worst one. I'd use an R word for you, but, you know. Anyway. Regal. Yeah. Because of my British accent. Well, royal something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not waste any time. We got to a 30-second recap. So this time, it's Brian's turn. Um, he's the master of the 30-second recap, so I'm sure he'll make us all look really terrible, especially me next time when I'm forced to do it. I don't know about 30 seconds, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Let's catch up with Spider-Man number 18. Having suffered a brutal beating from Hammerhead, it looks like the end for Spider-Man when he's suddenly saved by a weird rapid barrage of golden orbs courtesy of his roommate, Goldballs. Ganky and Fabio rush Miles back to his dorm, where Judge tries and fails to warn them that Rio is waiting in Miles' room. Rio takes charge and gets Miles to the hospital, where he makes a miraculous recovery. Lana is thrilled to see Spider-Man's fight on the news, thinking that Miles' actions mean that he's reciprocating her romantic feelings for him. What? Meanwhile, pushed by the Black Cat to fix the situation, Hammerhead makes a mysterious phone call when something else catches his attention. So before we jump in, what did you make of this Patrick Brown cover? What what did you think when you saw that image? I absolutely love this cover and this image. I thought it was really powerful. And funnily enough, it is my pick for uh, cover of the week on uh, the episode of Intercomics podcast that will go up live shortly before this episode. Um, and I think Patrick Brown is doing an amazing work. And this is a real kind of we've had the, the shift in tone for the book and this is a shift in tone for Patrick as well, because we've had his kind of bombastic classic superhero style cartoony kind of vibe for a couple of issues now. And this is way darker, way more personal and introverted. And it's just miles. The blood is just kind of the key focus here. Like there's nothing else going on. It's literally just miles on his own on a wall and just, he looks like he's he's dealing with some stuff. You know what I mean? This is definitely like turning up the heat. And, and I'm glad you mentioned too, like, yeah, with his previous covers, we'd mentioned they were generally like lighter and fun and like he's capable, like this is an incredible range here. We were talking about it on the Intercomics podcast and how we, um, you and I, Brian, in particular, were talking about how good 
Simon Kodransky's work is in black and white and how I think this cover would work really well in black and white as well. It's got that noir, super dark tone and the entire cover, logos, creator names and everything, there are only three colours used, red, black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really powerful. Actually, there was a bit of a cover switcheroo because this was originally solicited as a different Patrick Brown cover with Miles Unmasked versus the Black Cat. Mm. She's all leather and curves and angled all crazy. <laughs> but So I was surprised to see this switched around. I'm not sure what the reason is because as far as I know, that cover just got bumped along further down. So who knows how the weird world of solicits and advanced covers works. I can't help but feel like this one would have suited the last issue a lot more. I totally agree, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that is where Miles loses it a bit and just starts bludgeoning Hammerhead. And for the context of that issue, this one would have worked a lot better. And then the one for Blast issue probably would have worked better here just because it was his his amazing friends or whatever and obviously bombshell turns up in that um gold orbs helps helps in the fight don't know what was this was one of those things why this one was chosen here and not earlier on well issue 17 uh, last issue closes with that intense fight right miles pounding the heck out of hammerhead and then losing his focus and then hammerhead turning the tables and then we were saying last time that that was one of the scariest cliffhangers in ages. And then we get to the resolution in this issue. My boy, <laughs> Fabio Medina, in for the save with a gigantic gold ball and all the gold balls you could possibly ask for. I'm tempted to go through and count how many times the word poink is used. I, I actually did. <laughs> you actually <laughs> I did. And the best okay. part, the final one where he's got his his logo <laughs> and the final point it's a 50 point save how, how dare you brian i i had to you had to i had to because it was <laughs> it was such a ridiculous it was perfect i mean we were saying or i was saying you know please don't have it be the venom sting that gets him oh, out of god it. of god. all things i can i can easily say i did not see that coming at <laughs> all and i loved it for that i mean it was so Ridiculous. It actually kind of reminded me of uh, some of the Doctor Who cliffhangers where you'd have something scary and dramatic and then it just, you're waiting on it for however long you wait and then it just turns on a dime with a ridiculous resolution. It was perfect. Perfect shift. Gold Balls actually used his powers for good and not just, hey, here's a little thing I can do. Like he actually used it to defeat an enemy in a way. Like It's actually crazy. Much to the delight of the uh, other people in the club. Everybody else is suddenly like, are they actually made of gold? That's a that's kind of a deep question. Like, are they actually gold? The the, the or are they just coloured that way? And whether if they are actually the the precious metal, then why isn't Fabio selling these and isn't super rich and super powerful? <laughs> so I want to say that this was in one of his earlier episode episodes issues that they like the Spider Man webbing. They don't stay around. I want to say they just vanish at some point. After a certain amount of time. But he does point them out of existence sometimes, but I wondered if that was him controlling them or they just don't exist for <laughs> that would That would make a lot of sense, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. That would totally make sense. Such a weirdly charming thing to see him, like, psych himself up. It reminded me of Ant-Man in Civil War. Like, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I, mean, I can do this. Go balls! <laughs> and we've compared, um, we've compared Miles to a Super Saiyan kind of thing when he did his 
mega explosion electricity power thing that I still don't really understand. This felt like the the moment in Dragon Ball Z where they kind of just keep screaming and powering up and getting more powerful and powerful and powerful. He just happens to be shouting gold balls, gold balls, gold balls! This one final super powerful attack. And as a kid who loved Dragon Ball Z back in the early 2000s, late 90s, this this was my jam. I absolutely loved this scene. And like I said, Fabio actually gets to do something heroic rather than just kind of hanging out and, and being Miles' buddy. I can't tell because I'm not I'm not an artist. I just that scene with that attack and hammerhead trying to charge through and, and not succeeding and balls everywhere. Was that fun for uh Basil Dua and Poncer and Poncer got an assist on the colors in this issue from someone named Rain Barreto who is new to me but was that fun for them to do or I wonder if they went insane <laughs> trying to capture all those balls I imagine them flicking through to that page on the script and just being like how many Gee, really Brian are you sure it looks spectacular that's the best part about it thank you artistic team for blessing us with that majestic page we appreciate the sacrifice you made for us. So then uh, Miles leaves the fight and the tone shifts again when Rio is there waiting for him. But yeah, I really like the dynamic that Rio has once again. We talked about how good that conversation with her and Miles was in the park a few issues ago. And you have this real believable teenager and mum kind of vibe between the two of them. And it's never overdone. There's a nice subtlety to their dialogue that I really appreciate. And uh, it's, it's a great moment. It's a really cool moment. And I like how, again, she does the whole kind of, I'm your mother. You're you're better than Spider-Man. You can be the best Spider-Man. It's like, well, you have to say that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say you were better than Thor. <laughs> right. You're still great. <laughs> I really like seeing Rio getting a chance to shine as a parent in this issue. And, and she's dealing with her own stuff as well. I think that she could work through those feelings and she's making the effort here which is great to see and it's taking a couple of issues for her to to navigate all this stuff and you see your kid in trouble all of that kind of melts away and you just want to help and cut to the chase and get to what's important i also liked it was a little throwaway line but she she suggests it's not going to be as easy for her to patch it up with jefferson yeah that does that hint towards maybe a, a longer term split or separation with with rio and jefferson or will they eventually come back together but their relationship is slightly different their dynamic and the kind of conversations and and actions they have with miles in this book are going to be different in the future i love seeing evolution of characters and their side characters and it's something you don't particularly get that often in superhero comics you kind of stay around the status quo for a lot of time like batman and spider-man and all these characters all kind of stay the same age they have the same sidekicks for like 10 15 years at a time and you know parents are are usually dead and if they're not they're just there in the background somewhere and i love how we get such a great glimpse into rio and jefferson as a couple and as parents and having their relationship evolve as miles gets older and as their dynamic shifts and things like that it's part of the reason why I love this book so much. I think my favorite thing about Rio is that before she came back, she was there in the background while Miles was trying to just like do the Aunt May thing of sneaking out. See, Peter did the Aunt May sneaking out, and then 
making up some sort of excuse why we miss things. And now she's not, now since she came back following Secret Wars, she actually has a character. And I kind of like I kind of like the idea of obviously now that they're the Jefferson and real dynamics going to have to change now, obviously, because obviously she has unconditional love for for Miles because she's he's her son. Whereas obviously she can't, she chose Jefferson. She didn't choose Miles. If you get what I mean, sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I kind of like I kind of like the idea of now that they both know that he is Spider Man, that they both give him different advice on the same thing on how to go about the same Spider Man duties. That's an excellent point. I mean, I think when Rio was originally resurrected, I I know for myself, I'll be honest, is like, oh well. That was like her death was precious little character development for Miles at the time. So I am glad to see that they're actually doing quite a bit with her, you know, so they're they're making the most of it. So, yeah, good call on her different approach. And while they're in the hospital with Miles, they then transition over and go and see Kyle's favorite character if my, my favorite character is gold orbs then i feel like <laughs> kyle you are the kind of spiritual champion of bombshell the only and champion of bombshell <laughs> that's true probably i'm the only guy who likes gold balls and you're the only guy who likes poor bombshell poor bombshell. And yeah we get we get a really sweet moment and i i like the kind of play on the teenagers fall in love a bit too quickly kind of thing I worry it's a bit cheesy and it could go a little bit could be a little bit obvious and a little bit cheesy direction for the kind of love interest kind of thing, but I like it so far and just the look in her eyes as she's talking to Fabio. Fabio, of course, in his Triforce t shirt. And just like, What? Oh, um, yeah, there's a and she's like, I'm in love with him. Well, I don't know if Yeah, and he loves me. Well, maybe if we um I don't know if. Uh, oh God. Okay, she's convinced. There's. I couldn't say anything to unconvince her at this point. Oh well. <laughs> and then Fabio's deflated face as she goes on. Her eyes get wider and wider and wider, and he just looks more shocked and horrified, and his face just gets longer and longer and longer. Was that like the Lisa Simpson, Ralph Wiggum? Like you can pinpoint the part where his heart is actually breaking, like <laughs> right there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what do you make of this uh, romantic revelation? <laughs> when they often I just laughed it was like, of course of course she's going to take it that way and <laughs> now that we know well I say we know it's bloody cover that at some point she'll join the Sinister Six Um, I have a feeling that it's Ooh. that it's gone just because it's the only thing that comes to mind is Cupid in Arrow where for no, so she's just in love with him, just because, and like he's never properly reciprocated anything. Because I, I don't, I feel like she doesn't understand what Miles is going through at that time, for why he completely lashed out, and she's just misinterpreting it for love. I like where you were going with that, Kyle, of the kind of maybe he turns her down, and that's what turns her evil, kind of thing, or quote unquote evil, that forces her to to join the Sinister Six. It's funny you say that because uh, Bendis actually, did you see this? He, he had addressed that. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put the link on our, uh, our show notes for this episode. But basically, someone asked him on his Tumblr. Let me, let me get this up. Someone says to him, Mr. Bendis, 
Are you going to make Bombshell into a, quote, crazy rejected girl cliche in Ah, Spider-Man? Because that is kind of dumb. And then he responds, "Uh, that is a terrible idea. The problem is it's yours. You just pitched something you thought of, not me, you. You thought of this all by yourself and thought it was terrible and then wrote me to complain about this bad idea you just thought of. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most bendest response I've ever heard in my life. Stupid cover solicits. And as you mentioned in the recap, Brian, the kind of last couple of pages interspersed with the, the moments for Bombshell there are Felicia and Hammerhead kind of discussing what's next and what could possibly how could this possibly have gone wrong and all that sort of stuff? And Hammerhead has a very weird and mysterious phone call that I don't really know. Like I instantly thought of something like somebody like the Punisher or something like that, some kind of like villain for hire kind of kind of deal. But I don't know. And I absolutely adore the line that enough to kill somebody with the proportional proportionate strength of a spider. No, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Because that's the weirdest power Spider-Man has. Any Spider-Man character, like, swings from webs, makes sense, cool, okay. Has this kind of, like, Spider-Sense thing, yeah, sure, whatever. Proportionate strength of a... Right, okay. What does that mean, exactly? (laughs) And I love that there's a little in-universe joke about that as well. I had to connect some dots, because Felicia, when they're talking, she's talking with Hammerhead about it, she brings up Diamondback. Mm. And so I had to... Kind of go back and figure this out. So back in Spider-Man 15, which is the Kudransky issue, we had this new character, this new kind of gangster figure talking about taking over the city and such and such. And we didn't know who he was. And we had speculated, could that possibly be this universe version of Aaron or what's going on? And then have you guys read Bendis' Defenders? No, I haven't. How about you, Kyle? No, I haven't either. It's two issues in, so it's it's hard to say for sure. I mean, so far, it's good, and Bendis and Marquez are, are a great combination. But that is, in fact, Diamondback. Ah. And, and so there is a free comic book day preview story, and we can we can link to that uh, as well. So you can, you can go check that out. But, yeah, it's him. And at one point in one of the issues, he is kind of making a play to assert his control. And I'm wondering if based on what he, it seems he's trying to be selling on the streets, if he's selling some kind of, uh, or if Hammerhead is looking for some kind of mutant growth hormone, or I think now it's inhuman growth hormone. I, we don't say the word mutant in Marvel. Sorry. Marvel. So I think it's IGH that, so I wondered, is, sure. is that what he's he's looking for? Mm. Uh, and is he actually reaching out to, is he going behind the Black Cat's back to her rival? Because in one of the Defenders issues, Felicia and Diamondback actually have a conversation where they're kind of drawing their lines in the sand a little bit. This is happening on the periphery of the sort of Hell's Kitchen universe that's being built up for the Defenders characters. That's interesting. Yeah, sounds like we're going to get a big kind of gang war that's going to lead up between Black Cat's crew and Diamondback's crew. And unfortunately, thanks to the Luke Cage Netflix show, I don't like Diamondback. He was the worst bit about that show. We're going to get a big dogfight. the last, like, four episodes as long as he doesn't put on a stupid exoskeleton suit thing and have some pointless street fight with with miles or any of the other characters it might work if he if he works as kind of a a smarter than he is strong kind of player in the background you know that kind of thing i could get behind it 
I just really hope he doesn't do what he does in Luke Cage and just start punching things for no reason. But it's superhero comics. You got to punch things to win. That's what people say about this this comic as well, Kyle. People are always complaining about how little Miles Morales does of punching of actual supervillains. Why punch but, when you can go Super Saiyan? Exactly. Why punch when you can venom sting or throw giant balls at people? Words to live by. We're in a series now that has promised no crossovers, so I'm. I'd like to see how this plays out. You know, I, I'd mentioned the Defenders, and I think that's a nice link if you happen to catch it like I did. But so far, it seems to be working. It's intriguing at this point, as opposed to confusing. So hopefully, the Miles book can carry the thread on its own. If you happen to read the other stuff, great. You get a little bit more. But if not, you should be just fine. So we don't do numbered reviews or anything like that on the show. Instead, we give a three-word summary of our feelings about the issue we're talking about. And Brian, why don't we start off with you? What's a three-word summary for Spider-Man number 18? Power of love. Thanks, Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> my 80s references are not a lot. See, I'm not that old. I am pretty old. I just confirmed my <laughs> No, but I, I think there was actually a lot of that happening here. Everything from Genki and Fabio, just the ridiculousness of jumping in a cab to go after him, to bring him home, to Rio and Miles's exchange, and Lana and Miles, and even now Fabio and Lana. There's a lot of very strong feelings for everyone and just a lot of caring for each other and just a lot of love. Kyle, how about you? I ship this. <laughs> <laughs> There was a, I'm sorry, there was a bit of distortion on my headphones. I heard I bricks. <laughs> <laughs> so Fabio does gold balls, Kyle's bricks, that's his superpower. So we're all about the love with you two then. Feeling Just the love. Shipping everybody together, happy relationships, nothing can possibly go wrong. All right, Jack, <laughs> burn it all down. I'm going to, because I've got the obvious one, which is... Gold balls, gold balls, gold balls! That's my three words. Well, that's what we thought of the issue, but as we heard from some of our listeners, not everyone was a fan. We got some feedback on Twitter. We have one from Ricky Riberio. I'm terrible with names. At Rick Rick Tejas, there you go. I love Miles Morales' Spider-Man book, but can we please get rid of gold balls? He's the worst and way too corny. His character and personality are rather unremarkable. If you could hear me shaking my head right now. <laughs> how dare you, Ricky? How very dare I can see what he means, but how very dare <laughs> Not loving the balls. Staying character for this show. <laughs> Not loving the balls. In defense of... Because I don't really care either way for gold balls. I don't think anyone does. But it's like... There are sometimes characters that can just exist for the sake of existing so that he has more than ganky to talk to. Brian, how do you feel about gold balls? I, I'm, I'm pretty indifferent to, to him in general. So I don't think we need to get rid of him. Um, he hasn't, in this book, I don't think he's been overused. I think you can play the scene like we had in this issue maybe once. You know, we don't need to really see that again. But um, I, I think having the whole Lana thing might be good for him in terms of bringing out a little bit more of him as an individual, as a, as a regular person in the story. So yeah, I think he's got potential. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I think we're on our way. 
We also heard from the Iron Spider Dan. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Gizmo. Neither have I. No idea who that could possibly be. <laughs> and Gizmo151183, catching up on the ultimate spin. And I must say, Miles Morales, Spider Moody, ain't working for me. Although Thank the you. tonal shift is welcome, I think it's a little mishandled, but at least interesting territory. I trust Dan to be the grumpy one, is all I'm saying. <laughs> if it wasn't going to be Matt from Intercomics, it was going to be Dan from Intercomics, because they're grumpy old men, but still younger than Brian. <laughs> What? <laughs> huh? I, I'm curious to know more. I guess we'll have to, I, in terms of being mishandled, uh, I agree it's interesting territory. I think we all did. I'm not quite sure what, uh, what you meant about mishandled. Elaborate, Don. As the three of us have talked about, the, the tonal shift has been really well done so far. There's been a bit of weird moments where it tries to balance the tone, which I think has been the main problem where you go from quirky superhero-y stuff to then like dark personal stuff and, and back and forth. But I feel like now, particularly these last couple of issues, we've struck a really nice balance and it's heading in the right direction. So I have, I have to speak to Dan and, and see what he thinks and give you guys more of his feedback on the next show. Maybe he can come on and tell us himself. Yes, we should get Dan on this show, definitely. Anyway, we always appreciate hearing from you guys. We'd love to hear from more of you. You can join in the conversation. Drop us a line. Feedback at ultimatespinpodcast.com. You can head over to our website as well and click the Talk to Us button. We're over on Twitter at The Ultimate Spin, and our Facebook page is Ultimate Spin Podcast. And we're hanging out on Instagram as well at ultimate underscore spin underscore podcast using the hashtags Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Spider-Gwen. And you can find older episodes of Ultimate Spin over on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search for Ultimate Spin. And if you want to continue with our adventures outside of the podcast, gentlemen, where can the people find us? Go first for a change, Jesus. I thought well, you, I, you, ja, love your, you love your no, Twitter bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I'll do, okay. I mean, I'll do it anyway, but I feel like you just look forward to hearing if I'm going to make some sort of offensive segue into yours so why don't you go for it <laughs> yeah that's oh. the whole point you, you say twitter and then say like jack off and then it goes to me that's how it works that's the dynamic of the show car it's well established <laughs> oh my god this guy never wants first to do any work to. never does anyone any, if you want to follow um my twitter <laughs> Yeah, Brian, why don't you go first? Uh, sure. If you want to follow my Twitter, Instagram, or check out some other podcasts that I've been involved with, uh, you can find all of that over at project37.net. Oh, Brian, I went on project37.net and I couldn't find that one podcast that you did a couple episodes of. Um, there was like a fraction episode. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what? You're breaking up, Kyle, huh? <laughs> anyway. What? Anyway, you can find me on Instagram at JustKyleMC. I'm also on Twitter at JustKyleMC. Um, rants, pants, maybe do a wrestling podcast one day, who knows. Um, yeah, that's just me. Me being all like polite and everything. So, um, Jack, how are you? And um, how can the people follow you? Uh, they can follow me <laughs> on the Twitter what a douchebag! Get your own gimmick. <laughs> I'm JLW Chambers on everything. So uh, yeah, if you want to hear me talk about comics, not on this show, 
and general comics uh, into comics podcast where Gizmo151183 himself, Mr. Dan Cole, is my co-host on that show. And if you want to hear me talk about films and stuff and fix some bad sequels to good movies, follow us on Sequelizers. We're on Twitter and iTunes and all that sort of stuff as well. As we're recording this, Spider-Man Homecoming has just opened up and we'll have some stuff to say about that uh, maybe in our next episode. But in the meantime, our friends over at Superior Spider Talk have relaunched their flagship podcast, The Amazing Spider Talk. So head over to AmazingSpiderTalk.com. You can check out the relaunch show, which is moving away from the Marvel release schedule uh, where they're following the main series. And is going to be doing more of a season-based approach where they're going to go provide an in-depth look at the history of the character. And uh, they just launched um, this week. So with a look at Amazing Fantasy 15, definitely go and check that out. That is it for us for now. Next time, the moment five years in the making finally arrives as we learn the truth about the other Miles Morales in the miniseries Spider-Man 2. Then, coming up later this summer, Gwen's relationship with Matt Murderdock is coming to its natural end. But is that end also Gwen's not-natural death? We'll find out in Spider-Gwen number 22. And in Spider-Man number 19, Miles has been wrestling with some inner demons and losing. Has he gone so far into the dark that he can't find his way back into the light? All that, plus the long-awaited Miles Morales novel by award-winning writer Jason Reynolds. There's all kinds of great stuff ahead, and we'll be there to read and talk about it all with you. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon on The Ultimate Spit. Spit.